The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The auction industry can be an exciting and fast-paced way that Americans and the world can convert desired items into cash. But if you don't know how it all works, it can become quite confusing. Welcome to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. In this program, you will learn how merchandisers, attorneys, estate executors, retail outlets, and the general public are using the auction system to their benefit. And you'll find out how it all works. Now, here is Ed Spencer with co-host Luke Spencer. Hi, everyone. Uh, Welcome to the show this evening. We're happy to have everyone here on the uh, uh, Voice America Network. Uh, This is Ed Spencer, Ed Spencer's American Auction View. Uh, Jaina, my researcher, uh, uh, the show couldn't go on without her. She's here with me tonight, and uh, we think we've got an interesting show. We're going to kind of pick up a little bit where we left off last week a little bit, and I think uh, one of the things that I believe fascinates me, and I'm sure it fascinates everyone because of the real estate affects everybody so we're going uh, we went over last week on the basics uh, uh, and benefits of real estate at auction and uh, the feedback that we've gotten since the last show has been positive and so I think that everybody uh, it's a topic that, that interests everybody and so we're going to talk a little bit about that kind of uh, synopsis and a little summary of what we did last week a little bit and then uh, we'll, we'll go on and, and tell you give you some more material uh, also, then I think we're going to have a little segment uh, on uh, on some machinery at auction, things like that, that also affects everybody. And uh, uh, one thing I want to start with here tonight, kind of on a somber note, uh, we're located, I am Ed Spencer, Ed Spencer Real Estate and Auction Company, and uh, we have a company also called uh, Farms America. And so the real estate, we're here in the heart of the Midwest, we're located uh, about 30 miles northeast of Omaha, Nebraska, uh, north of Council Bluffs. Uh, so we're out very on the western edge of the state of Iowa. I-29 goes uh, from Missouri uh, across the western edge of uh, Iowa to the north to Sioux City. So we're located up there uh, not very far from Council Bluffs, uh, Omaha metro area. So last night, I, uh, depend, I don't know if you've, you've heard it, well, I even made the national news, so I think a lot of people did. But uh, we uh, <clears throat> we had the uh, we were hit. We were in the bullseye. We were in the target area of a very damaging storm. Uh, the storm uh, went started I believe last night about probably uh, five thirty six o'clock and went on all night long and uh, different waves of storms and and uh, it was a storm that really really affected uh, everybody. Uh, the land here we're in the heart of of, of uh, grain growing country. Iowa, of course, you know that how Iowa is known for its corn and, and of course, soybeans is the second crop and and uh, cattle and everything. And so uh, our area right here, I personally, we I own farmland and we we farm and and we were hit very 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 hard uh, last night. And so uh, if you talk to a local farmer or, or rancher or whatever here today, he's not uh, in the best of mood. There was literally within probably. 
last evening, probably from 5.30 to 7 o'clock, there were, there were billions of dollars worth of damage done in this part of the country uh, for loss of crop. Well, the corn here is typically planted in, a, in, a, oh, in the latter part of April to the first part of May is when it's typically planted. And uh, most of that corn was you know, anywhere from three to six, seven inches high. Uh, last night when that storm came through, it just, there, there's field after field after field. I just come in here just a little kind of on the edge of getting here in time for the show. But uh, I was out touring crops. Uh, uh, we have a farm that we're going to auction this week, this uh, tomorrow, or Friday. We're going to auction a farm Friday. I was out and surveying the damage on that farm. And uh, that farm's like a lot of typical ones in this area. Uh, the, the the corn is just basically ruined. It's just uh, it's just basically what was a well yesterday afternoon at four four thirty was a nice beautiful dark green growing crop of corn is now uh, just pretty well a flat uh, brown field. So it's uh, so anyway uh, our uh, hearts and uh, feelings and, and prayers go out to everybody that got hit and that kind of loss. Uh, so it's economic economically it's a uh, it's a terrible loss. There is crop insurance, so uh, the guy doesn't need to start crying for every farmer. There's most of the farmers today, or their lenders, uh, dictate that they have crop insurance just just because of this. And it's a great commercial because uh, crop insurance doesn't make a, a person a lot of money. It, it doesn't it doesn't replace a crop or the profit that a crop might bring in to a farmer, but it uh, it, it keeps a farmer in business. It, it helps. Uh, uh, Give that farmer enough money to pay his insurance or his uh, his, uh, agri- his agricultural input expenses, which would be corn, uh, would be corn seed, your soybean seed, your fertilizer, your spraying, your chemicals. So it it helps keep a farmer in business, and so that's going to be in our part of the world here. That's going to be a big big factor. So the good thing about it, I don't think there was any loss of life. So that's. Uh, you know that that's the main thing, and uh, everybody still. I think there was about twelve injuries uh, reported that I heard on the news, uh, and I think most of that was from we had baseball-sized hail and it broke out windows, and uh, people were damaged and they were cut with with glass and things like that. So, but no loss of life. So it could have been a lot, a lot worse. And so anyway, I just wanted to. Uh, Tell everybody in uh, I don't know where you're listening from, whether you're listening listening on the East Coast, West Coast, North, South, or wherever. Uh, everybody, nobody's immune to uh, to bad weather and, and storms like this, and so we're, we're not alone. We're not the only one that's been hit by the storm. But it, but uh, just bring knowledge to the fact that that the the farming community uh, is greatly affected by weather. Mother Nature is in control, and if yeah. If you don't think she isn't, just wait and, and watch a, a go through something like happened last night. So she's she's in control, and like I say, there's no loss of life. So I uh, wanted to bring let everybody know what was going on in regard to that. So if you, uh, it's pretty close to home for us. Um, land. Now I, I just mentioned I've got an auction uh, on land. We sell a lot of land at auction. We sell all kinds of auctions, and uh, you know from. Household auctions and estate auctions to uh, cars and firearms and coins and 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 land, but land has been been a big part of our business and is a big part and will continue to be a big big part of our business. And uh, on uh, Friday, uh, the sixth of June, here uh, the uh, we're having the auction at a steakhouse in uh, the little town called BB Town. 
we're going to sell 200 and not, yeah, I said BB Town. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> yeah, I said BB Town. It's B-E-E-B-E-E-T-O-W-N. And it's not big enough to have a post office, That's but that happens to be where my home is. And uh, and uh, we're having the auction there. It's, it's going to be 209 acres of farmland. And uh, starts at 10:30 on on uh, Friday, and so that in this particular case, it, it's it is in an estate, and it's a a, a lady uh, lady's estate, Patricia Anderson estate, and they've decided the executor of the estate and everyone and the attorneys, and they're going to sell the farm at auction. What's a little uh, different this time of year uh, is is the farm is going to sell with the 2014 crop which right today doesn't look too whoopy because of the reasons I just told you about. So, but that's not the end of the world. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it does have insurance on it. And uh, so uh, we'll just have to adjust here a little bit. And, and I guess we'll know a little, uh, a little bit uh, after, you know, by about 12 o'clock on Friday, you know, if it affected the price of the farm or not. But they're just, uh, but it's a nice farm, good farm, and it's just one year out of many. And so... Uh, and it's what the good thing about it is it's really not too late to replant corn. You know, it, it's getting late. It's not early by any means, but but uh, a person can get the planter going as soon as it's fit to get in the field and still get a good crop. So that might be what happens on the farm we're going to sell. It uh, give a little commercial on that farm. It's Friday, June sixth of two thousand fourteen, ten thirty a.m. at the Twisted Tail Steakhouse and Saloon in downtown BB Town. Now downtown BB Town, you can find the Twisted Tail. Because it's the only thing in town. It's the only thing. There's a BB Town boasts a population of about seventy, and most people think I'm I'm. You're overstating. I'm over. Yeah, as Janice says, I'm overstating by about thirty-five. But but uh, it's a little bitty town, but it's uh, well located. It's just a mile and a half north of I-680 uh, in the in that Iowa, like I told you about, and and the, the I-680 goes across Iowa, so we're just a mile and a half off the interstate. And that farm is going to sell. It's a good farm. It's two hundred nine acres. If you're interested in the farm, any investor might be looking. They're interested. Why give us a call? Uh, we're on our website www.edspencer.com, and uh, uh, you can find it there. You you go to our website. You click on auctions. You can download all of our sale bills, and we have got we've got a lot of good auctions coming. So, uh, but you can download this particular one if you're interested. It gives you all the uh, directions of the farm. Gives you the terms, the conditions of the farm. In this case, uh, what we're doing, I'll give you a little, is kind of interesting. I told you about we're going to give full possession of the farm. Uh, well, I, I, that we're having a little meeting tomorrow, but I think that's what's going to happen. And then the method of the auction, we, we sell so much per acre at the, at the auction. So, And then we multiply uh, th- that dollars per acre times 209.02, which are the taxable acres in the farm. So <clears throat> the difference in, in this, and I think most states are probably the same, we sell taxable acres, which means on, uh, in, in the country there's a, there's a county road right away. In our county, why they typically own uh, the county has an easement on 33 feet of that uh, from the center of the road towards the farmland, and uh, so that's that's for for uh, road purposes and road maintenance purposes. So that even though even though that land is included in the legal description of the deed, it's not land that you can plant crops to or actually use. So typically, in my auctions, we don't charge for that. And so, so there's so if you see a, 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 some farmland or anything advertised, and it says gross acres, uh, 
or net acres or taxable acres, uh, you would uh, we're, we're not going to charge for the gross acres. We'd charge for the taxable. So to give you an idea, if a farm had a, had a mile of road frontage, which would be three, uh, four quarter mile sections, each quarter mile typically takes off an acre. So, so uh, 160 acres uh, farm that had a mile of road frontage would typically have 156 crop or uh, taxable acres. Taxable acres. Now, again, that's not the same as taxable is not the same as croppable. Within that taxable acre figure, you could have some waste and things like that. But uh, so anyway, my point is we don't charge for the gross acre, we don't charge for the for the uh, highway frontage and that kind of thing, but we do tar- charge for the taxable acres, and that's what we're going to do Friday. Uh, we're going to charge the 209 uh, acres as taxable. So we're going to have an auction Friday, and I, we'll uh, we'll see how we uh, get along. I'll report to you back next week how the auction went and that. So we're yeah, that's enough of a commercial, I guess, for for uh, the opening uh, segment. We're going to get it on. Uh, pick up where we left off last week about uh, real estate at auction and uh, we're going to go to a break and uh, we'll see you right after the break stay tuned feel free to call in or you're welcome to uh, email jana jana at edspencer.com and uh, with your questions or call in and uh, we'll get to that numbers uh, 866-472-5790 see you after the break thanks comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. your plan going? Could you use a little help on your path to success? Why not step up and play big? Join host Chris Ruisi for a show that will help you identify the possibilities that await you. Too many people succumb to just being average when they could be exceeding average without too much more effort. It's time for you to become exceptional. Raise the bar to your success. Basically, it's time for you to step up and play big. Join Chris Ruisi every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to jana at edspencer.com. 
That's J-A-I-N-A at edspencer.com, and she'll make sure you have an answer as soon as possible. Now, back to Ed Spencer and Luke Spencer. Welcome back, everyone, uh, to the second uh, segment of the show this evening. Uh, the first segment, we talked about land auctions and a few things, and I just informed everybody of what kind of a tragedy we had happen in our area last night regarding still uh, no loss of life, but it was a lot of loss of property and crops and things like that. Uh, during the break, I just, uh, Jana, this is my researcher, we just uh, just talking a little bit, and she watched the news this evening, and one of the farms that we sold about a year and a half ago uh, was hit extremely hard. It, the farm had uh, two beautiful big barns and and, uh, and really nice, uh, kind of a really show place, and in the house, and uh, they interviewed that gentleman that bought that farm on the on the news here. In the, uh, I think I don't know what station it was here in Omaha, but but uh, anyway, he, they interviewed him, and he lost all of his buildings. And I don't know the house is still there. I don't know how much damage the house sustained. So anyway, we did, uh, just to follow up there. Uh, what I'm going to do in this sec- second segment, we're talking about land. I told told you about the land auction that we've got coming up, and that we do uh, land. Auctions. We also sell land at private treaty. Uh, we've uh, sold several. We've sold hundreds of acres here just within the last uh, six weeks, uh, two months, and uh, and by both auction and by private treaty. Uh, we're selling a little more private treaty right now, maybe than at auction, and that kind of changes back and forth. Uh, several years ago, most all the well, not most. Yeah, I'd say most all the land was sold to private treaty, and then uh, the auctions took over, and and. Uh, of course, a very popular way to sell land, and a lot of the uh, land at auction brought more than even uh, buyers would have asked for to private treaty. So that's what made the land auction uh, method so popular, and and uh, and is today. And it's not, but but I'll, it we do sell a little more private treaty than maybe we did a couple years ago. But there's uh, my source of my next uh, little segment here is the landowner newsletter, and I take I subscribe to this landowner newsletter, and it. As a part of the newsletter, it tells you uh, what affects land at auction and what and different things about it. And uh, but it also has it was kind of interesting and has and it covers some different states and lets you know what the the uh, land market is doing in those states. So I'm going to read down a few of them just to give you. If you're not familiar with land, you might find it interesting to know how much per acre uh, that these farmers get for this land. And then, of course, then they have to uh, they farm it and put all their inputs in and hope to make a profit and hope to make enough to uh, hope to make enough to make their payments on the land. And uh, so, anyway, here's a here's a Union County, Iowa farm. It's a thousand and eight acres, which in this part of the world is is big. It's a big farm. It had 663 tillable acres. I just explained a little bit ago uh, that there's three three acreages. There's a tillable, there's a taxable, and there's a gross. So that the farm had uh, 1,008 uh, acres, 663 were tillable, 245 acres were in a CRP program. And it, anyway, that farm brought, uh, that was handled by the John Helm uh, Acre Company in Spencer, Iowa, it brought 29.50 an acre, which is just a little on the uh, soft side or easier side, uh, you know, by a lot of today's standards. Next farm is in South Dakota, Lincoln County, South Dakota. On March the 20th, there was 160 acres northeast of Beersford, 148 tillable, and it brought 10,800. So obviously that land, that was handled by Chuck Sutton, auctioneer and land broker in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So that land obviously was more productive uh, 
well, number one, you didn't. You had 148 tillable, and you paid for 160. The la- the first uh, example, the la- farm that brought 2950 was 1,008 acres, and you farmed 663. So you didn't pay for as much. Mo- there were more of your acres working on this South Dakota farm. It brought 10,800 an acre. In Indiana, in Sullivan County, on March the 20th. There was uh, 541 acres, and that was south of Sullivan, uh, Indiana. 407 acres of that were tillable, about $7,077 per acre. In Nebraska, Fillmore and Saline Counties, uh, there's a farm here, 67 acres. Uh, it, in Fillmore County, it brought $5,050 per acre. Another farm uh, southwest uh, of Friend, Nebraska, and Saline County, uh, dry land, or what dry land means that there's no irrigation on a farm. It was a dry land, you, you don't have an irrigator uh, for dry weather. That brought 6800 per acre. Illinois, here's another one. Now, Illinois is usually a, a, a state that the land brings a premium, sells very good. 189 acres, brought 11700 per acre. And that was on March the 14th. And that another, another tract, 106 acres, brought 10600 and uh, they had another 24, uh, 28 acres. It was in permanent pasture, and it, it brought 3,100. So that gives you a difference, shows you why, uh, uh, you know, for the land that you can grow crops on, meaning corn, soybeans, and those things, is more productive. A farmer can give more for that, maybe the one that, that, uh, that's just pasture. Of course, uh, today that might not be quite so true because cattle that run on that pasture are as high as they've ever been in the history of the world. I mean, they're, they're uh, extremely extremely valuable today because of the low numbers of cowherds uh, or low, low numbers of cattle available. Uh, Iowa, Jones County, March 13th, 110 acres uh, by uh, southwest of Monticello, Iowa, brought 10,950 per acre. <clears throat> Excuse me, Illinois, Mercer County, March the 12th, there was 219 acres. They brought 16,200 an acre. 16,200 an acre, 100% tillable. So that farm had 219 acres. It was uh, uh, south of uh, Aledo. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, A-L-E-D-O. 100% tillable, which means you didn't pay for any waste. And that farm brought 16,200 an acre. So that's getting right up there towards the top end of what land in this uh, these states, these hard of, of, of uh, corn country are selling for. That sale was handled by Van Atkinson Auction Services, of Roseville. Another farm, North Dakota, Grand Fork, Forks County, 160 acres northeast of Gilby. Uh, it brought 51.56 per acre, 5,156. Here, here's a farm in Kansas, Greenwood County, uh, March the 5th, brought 1,500 per acre. Now, though that, that Kansas uh, property, it's, uh, it's more suited for pasture and it's uh, a lot of wheat. So you'll find that the prices in Kansas uh, won't uh, compete uh, dollar-wise with the grit land in the heart of Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, that kind of thing. Got a couple more rundown. There's, a, but you kind of get the idea. <clears throat> Obviously, the the more productive land brings the most do- dollars per acre. Here's another uh, one at uh, twelve thousand per acre. Another one eleven thousand three twenty-seven. Here's another one in Kansas uh, of grass, which is means pasture and CRP, and it brought fifteen hundred per acre. And so that you, you, there's a vast difference in the land and the productivity of the land. Here's a, another one in Kentucky. You don't, we don't see that quoted up here very often. There's 235 acres south of Utica, Kentucky. It brought 3,487 per acre, handled by uh, <clears throat> Kurtz Auction and Realty of Owensboro. 
So that kind of gives you an idea through the different states of what land is and 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 the land is uh, each each farm's a little different. Each farm has its own uh, attributes, uh, its own kind of drawbacks, if you will. And so each farm's a little different, and and the way those those uh, farms, the, the productivity of those farms are interpreted by local farmers or investors, that determines what they can pay. So this, like this auction we got coming up Friday, it's very, very well advertised, which you have to do. We advertise basically a month ahead of time. Anyone that's interested in that farm, they contact us. We have a packet that we send out. The packet has all the pertinent information of that farm. And if, if they have any questions in addition to the information there, if they want it, want it interpreted a little bit or, or uh, something isn't clear to them, they'll call us. We'll work with those potential buyers. And, now, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, then we go to the auction. The auction, again, will be held uh, on Friday. And uh, so we'll probably expect on that auction, held at the Twisted Tail Steakhouse there in, the, in downtown BB Town, I told you we're going to probably expect, uh, oh, there'll probably be 100 people at the auction. Now, some of those will be uh, spectators. Some of them come just to keep up on what the, what the market is doing on land. Some of them will... Uh, uh, will be just will be buyers some of them will be investors and so you can typically expect if there's a hundred people there they're they'll probably at that auction there'll be probably uh, from anywhere from five to ten really interested people which means uh, they the people that have been interested enough to go research that farm and uh, and make plans to buy it talk to a lender uh, farmers have had some pretty good years here lately and a lot of a lot of times, uh, we'll sell farms, and it, it won't be there. Won't be any lender involved. It's not unusual now for somebody uh, to come up and, and make an offer on a million dollar farm or a million and a half dollar farm, and and uh, you ask them when they make that offer, is it subject to financing? And a lot of times they'll just say no. We're just it's just cash. So they've had some good years. So we got that guy doesn't need to break down and cry for him just yet. But but. Uh, but it, it it's a it's a business that just just like now it's a high risk business in the in the in the course of uh, of an hour away <clears throat> a guy's fortunes on any given year can change in a heartbeat so anyway uh we'll have that auction there on friday after so it basically starts the hard work starts a month before the auction uh the auction people come uh and uh, we'll have uh, uh, refreshments, basically uh, orange juice and coffee and water, and and we'll have some donuts and cookies. The donuts and cookies are usually provided by uh, by banks, not or several banks uh, are in the habit of uh, when they see an auction advertised or an auctioneer is going to have an auction, they'll call and say, "Hey, uh, can I bring refreshments to your auction?" Well, in this case, in this auction on Friday, the, the Farm Credit Services. Of America, we have a lender here that we uh, work with, and his one of the agent representatives is Todd Coors. He's a local farmer, but he works for, for uh, Farm Credit Services of America. He's going to be at that auction. He's going to bring donuts and uh, and whatever and goodwill and and what he's all of them are hoping for is when that buyer buys that uh, buys that farm that they need money. So that's what they're they're there for. They're they're hopefully uh, going to find it be available to see if whoever buys that farm. In some instances, uh, 
where the buyers have worked with the lender in, in, in this month of preparation, they've already talked to this to lenders and whatever, and they they're coming to see whether or not their uh, their customer gets the farm bought, or it's been a uh, customer buys the farm and he might uh, talk to them afterwards to see if they're available to to uh, if they can if they need a loan and and accommodate them that way. So they're there uh, for business interest and uh, and hopefully it'll uh, it'll benefit them. So. That's why they attend the auctions. And number one, they want to keep up on the market, and they want to uh, uh, see what's going on. And and uh, and then obviously, if they can make a loan, that that's their business. That's where their bread and butter is. And so that, that's why they come. So uh, we're coming to the end of the second segment here. And the next uh, segment, we're going to go back and redo a little bit of what we did last week. Give you a little follow up. Then we're going to talk about benefits of real estate at auction. So the uh, Anyway, if you have any questions, again, that number, 866-472-5790. You're welcome to call in. You can agree with me, disagree with me, whatever. We can have a conversation and uh, if it's on topic. and, uh, and Or you can email Jaina, J-A-I-N-A, at edspencer.com. We're going to see you after the break. Thank you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. What does conscious leadership mean to you? It unites organizations instead of dividing them. By exploring commonly based business challenges, it guarantees an increase in your bottom line. Tune in to Minding Our Business, Creating a Spiritual Economy with your host, Nadine Rogers. Each week, we'll hear from business leaders and learn from their strategies. We'll talk about personal and organizational best practices that you can learn from, and we'll hear from you. Minding Our Business airs live Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jaina at edspencer.com. That's J-A-I-N-A at edspencer.com. And she'll make sure you have an answer as soon as possible. Now, back to Ed Spencer and Luke Spencer. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, pleasure to have you back and with us, this, with, with us this evening. We're talking about real estate at auction. I've told you about some farms and farmland at auction and give you a little uh, synopsis on what happens there. Uh, with me tonight is Jana. She does all my research, and uh, we thank her for that. And the uh, show couldn't go on without her. But um, 
anyway, we uh, we uh, thank you for tuning in here tonight. We, you know, I love to have your comments. You know, if you're an auctioneer, uh, we've uh, we've had some auctioneers on the show in the past. I don't think we're going to have any of them call in tonight. But if you're an auctioneer, uh, listen to this program. If you have a different way, you might not. You don't have to enter, to agree with uh, everything I say. Uh, you know, I've, I've been doing this a long time, but I found out too that in different parts of the country. Auctions are handled a little differently. Everybody's got a kind of how they were brought up and how they were taught. So if you're uh, an auctioneer from a different part of the country or know an auctioneer, and, or if you're you have a friend that's an auctioneer, get him on the phone. Say hey, we got there's an auction show going on. It's called Ed Spencer's American Auction View. He's been at this forever, and uh, I'll tell you exactly how many years. But I, I date myself. It's been a long time, but. It's been a good, good business for us, and uh, and uh, we love it. Obviously, you can tell that uh, by the enthusiasm that I love talking about land and land auctions. So, if you, if you know, have a friend that's an auctioneer, you can call in and talk to us about it. Uh, tell us his experiences and what goes on. He doesn't have to agree with my methods. Uh, we're, we have an open mind here. We'll discuss anything. We'll have a little open conversation, and and if they want to debate a little, we can do that too. But. Uh, so if, if you know somebody that wants to call in and talk to us, 866-472-5790 or Jaina, J-A-I-N-A at edspencer.com. Now last week's show, we, we're still talking about real estate at auction because I, I think it's a, it's a, I dwell on it a little bit because I think it needs to be dwelt upon. It's, it's a, the, the commerce, the amount of dollars that's taken in in a year's, uh, year's time in the United States by, uh, by land auctions. Is staggering. Billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars trade hands every year by selling land and property at auction. Uh, and it, it doesn't have to be land, which is my kind of specialty. There's uh, any, any re- lots of real estate that are sold at auction. It can be houses, it can be commercial property, uh, anything like that. Leases can be sold at auction. Uh, you can sell a lease on farmland for, a, for any given year that can be sold at auction. Uh, leases, uh, it doesn't have to be, you're, everybody's familiar with oil leases. You hear BP, the big oil companies, things, they lease their land uh, to drill oil on. So there's lots of different types of, of real estate auctions, uh, whether it uh, be something that you get 100% ownership of or for just buying something to uh, buying something to lease, to use, whether it be a, to farm that farm or to drill oil on a piece of ground or anything like that. So we're going to cut, uh, cover a little bit. Last week, we went over the basics and benefits. And I get a lot of my research from the National Association of Realtors. I am a realtor. And uh, it's a good, good organization. So I we rely on them for, for help throughout the year and different things. So uh, the National Association of Realtors is uh, kind of my... Uh, my uh, source of my of my uh, research for this this show here uh, first of all we went over what is a real estate auction it's a, a method of selling real estate it's an intense I like that word an intense and accelerated real estate marketing process so and that's exactly what it is intense means it, it it's it, it's just concentrated it happens like that farmer gonna sell uh, Friday we'll sell that 209 acre farm we start at 10:30 in the morning and I know by 11 o'clock we'll be done. So, and, and we'll do it the right way. We won't be rushing. We'll be doing it the right way. So, uh, you'll take in a typical real estate auction today that whether a farm be worth five, six, seven hundred thousand, a million, million and a half, two million, three million dollars, that auction, that, that auction, that money's gathered 
in a in a comparably short amount of time. So within you know within a half hour, forty five minutes, or an hour at the most, the auction is usually completed, and then the uh, it gets to the paper signing process, and uh, meaning the uh, after you find a buyer, well, then the, a purchase agreement is usually drawn up prior to the auction, and then that the buyers have have the opportunity to look at that purchase agreement, ask any questions, and then after they become the buyer, then they have to uh, sign that purchase agreement. The seller signs a purchase agreement, which makes it makes it a binding contract, and then they give us uh, uh, typically ten uh, percent of that value. So you can see when that uh, farmer or whoever goes to that land auction today and they bid on a uh, million and a half dollar farm, uh, they have to, first of all, this auction method is not subject to financing. That's the reason that you give them a, a 30, day, yeah, 30 days uh, to, to arrange financing on a, on a major purchase like that. So if they buy a million, million and a half, whatever, two, and two million, no matter what it is, we typically ask for 10% of that value today. Or the day of the auction, so not only do they sign the purchase agreement, and we usually, typically, not always, but typically, hold the earnest money uh, in our trust account. We're responsible, so we have our own trust account set up, and uh, we have our own trust account set up, and uh, that money is held in trust until the property closes. So that money, when they write that, when the buyer writes that earnest deposit, it goes to Spencer Real Estate Trust. It stays in our trust account. It's still that buyer's money. But it's good faith money. It's it's in it's held in, until this contract uh, consummates or closes. So it's held there, and then and then at the time in 30 days, typically after the auction, when we close the transaction, then that money, that earnest money, is transfer is transferred becomes part of the buyer's uh, 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 money that he pays for the farm for. So so uh, but but uh, when that is held in trust, nobody has any right to use that money or anything. It's still the buyer's money until the seller delivers clear title. They have to clear title as a, that shows that there's no liens on the property. It's clear of any encumbrances. And the title work is typically done before the auction or shortly after the auction. And title work that's done is the, it's the job or the, the cost of the seller to do that title work. And then, it's, then after that title work is done, a buyer's representative, which like an attorney, uh, in this part in Iowa, we're the last state in the union, Iowa, that uses abstracts. Abstract is a written uh, history of the property. They make very, very good reading. Most uh, other states or all other states today uh, basically uses title insurance, which replaced the abstract method. The abstract method is a, is a heavy, hardbound history of the property. It goes clear back to, from when that property came back on, over uh, on a patent from the government. And uh, and then it, it follows the history of that property every time it was sold, uh, and who bought it, and any liens that were on it, any mortgages. It's just a history of the property. Very very interesting reading. And, and in Iowa, we like our abstracts. So, what I, I don't I, I you, you never know, but I don't think we're going to get rid of them anytime soon. So when an abstract, when a, a seller gets ready to sell a farm or any property that where there's an abstract available. Uh, then we have that abstract brought to date. He takes it to a title company. They bring that abstract to date. They record anything that's done has, that has been done on that abstract since it was brought up last. So some of these farms, if they've been in the in the family or whatever for 30, 40, 50 years or more, sometimes those abstracts haven't. Well, they wouldn't have been brought up until 
for that long. So a lot of times the abstract company, it will take them a while to record every transaction or everything that happened on that farm. And it isn't just sales. It can be a lot of things. That A lot of things affect title in all kinds of real estate. So it could be a divorce or it could be a, a death, an estate, anything like that could affect title. All those, uh, anything that happens uh, to the uh that has to do with the buyer owners of that property needs to be recorded on that abstract. So, so then the uh, once the abstract's brought up to date, then it's the buyer's responsibility to hire, hire an attorney and and take care of that. Uh, do a title opinion, and they pay for that title opinion. And that that attorney, that buyer's putting their faith in that attorney that they could they will look at the title and see that everything has been done correctly. And so. And then that that uh, attorney will write them a written title opinion, and it'll it'll uh, it'll it'll basically say that everything's fine, or there's a mortgage here that needs to be taken care of, or whatever needs to be taken care of in order to deliver clear title on that property. So, anyway, uh, that's that's kind of how titles transferred. And when you, when you finally get done to closing, it takes a deed. Uh, an abstract is not a deed. An abstract is a written history of the property. The deed actually transfers title. So that's uh, that's the difference. Anyway, I got off the track a little bit. Basic and benefit, what's a real estate auction? An intense, ex, uh, accelerated real estate marketing process. It's quick. Boom. It's uh, 60 days from the time you decide to have the auction. Your auctioneer goes. He, he gets makes a month of preparation. And then a month afterwards to get ready to close, and you close. So uh, uh, benefits to the seller, buyers come prepared to buy, quick disposal reduces long-term carrying costs. Uh, you'll uh, you have assurance that uh, you're, you're going to get the true market value out of that property. Uh, and if an auctioneer does his work properly, that whatever that property brings, it's called true price discovery. That's the way to, to find out that that property is going to uh, hopefully bring what it's worth. Uh, you're, you expose the property to a large number of pre-qualified uh, prospects. It's right in our purchase, on our uh, flyers that your your bid is not subject to financing. So you have to have you have your ducks in a row and get that done before you attend that auction. Because when you bid on that auction, if you buy it, you're going to be expected to be able to close. So that has to be done ahead of time. There's been some horror stories. It's never happened to me, but or but about some buyers that. Uh, <laughs> that have bought a bought a property and then uh, then they come up and ask you later to, okay I bought the property now where do I get the financing and then that and after the auctioneer faints and then uh, and gets revived then he usually gets up and and uh, first of all chastises the buyer a little bit for you what do you mean where do you get the financing I suppose you're supposed to have that done and that's never really happened to me and I, but it has happened it has happened and it's happened where where sometimes a buyer will have a kind of a false sense of, of uh, false sense of uh, stability, where he thinks, well, there's no problem with me. I, I've banked with a bank for a long time, and so I'll go ahead and buy it. And sometimes you better check with the bank first. He might have a little different, uh, little different take on your circumstances. So, so, <laughs> so it didn't it didn't always your take. It's the the uh, if you need buy money from a bank, you need to get his take on the circumstances. Uh, seller knows exactly when the property will sell. It's on a timetable. You set a date, boom, it sells on that date. Uh, it eliminates uh, usually unscheduled showings. If uh, somebody's interested in a property, well, then they come out and, 
and uh, look at the property, and and uh, but you're not scheduling your showing. You can have open houses, even on a par- on a bare piece of property. You can have you don't. It's not an open house, but you can have, for lack of a better word, an open property. You can have people come. A lot of times, what I'll do, I have a Kubota uh, and a, a force, and it's got a cab, it's got air, and I and I usually take those. I, I can give tours of that property. I get a buyer or a man and his wife or whatever in that Kubota, and I'll take them all over the property, show them the property lines, and uh, and that method right there has helped me sell a lot of farms. A person is going to spend that kind of money; they want to know what they're buying. So you get them over and and show that they can, uh, uh, you know, what they're buying. Uh, anyway, it takes the seller out of the negotiation process, ensures uh, aggressive marketing program. Those are all benefits to the seller. Uh, when you sell a property at auction. The benefits to the buyer is that uh, he's got a chance to buy a property. He sees that. He, he's, he uh, knows that uh, it, it should uh, be a fair market value. And uh, anyway, there's a lot of benefits, and we're going to go through that a little bit when we get back. But but uh, anyway, we're coming to the end of this segment. So if you have any questions, uh, give us a call, 866-472-5790. Jana. J-A-I-N-A at edspencer.com. Love to hear from you. Got an auctioneer, friend, or anybody, relative, whatever, have him give us a call. We'll, we'll talk to him and, and visit with him and see how he does business and, and uh, debate with him if he wants to. Uh, see you after the break. Thank you. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. As your business grows, are you growing with it? Do you have the right balance of time, attention, work, and personal life? Take the growing pains out of growth and tune into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. If you are spending most of your energy managing problems rather than focusing on taking your business to the next level, our program will give you the steps you need to make sure you have everything in place for forward-thinking business leadership. The Business Edge is heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. listening to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jaina at edspencer.com. That's J-A-I-N-A at edspencer.com. And she'll make sure you have an answer as soon as possible. Now, back to Ed Spencer and Luke Spencer. 
Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're on our uh, final segment here this evening. We've been talking about real estate at auction. We started off talking about farms, farm auctions, land auctions, and uh, which I do a lot of, uh, www.edspencer.com, and we have uh, another company, uh, Farms America. And uh, so anyway, uh, that's a big part of our business. So obviously, that's near and dear to my heart. We're talking about that. And it's, a, it's something that affects everybody. It, it affects it's it's the it's the engine for lack, for lack of a better word that moves uh, land at auction is kind of the engine that moves the commerce and that comes first it uh, it uh, affects a lot of people and uh, states and different things like that uh, per- people's net worth in this part of the world uh, if uh, it's hard to find somebody that isn't tied to a to a farm or a piece of land somewhere along the line whether they're grandfather parents owned a farm, their father, your parents, or whatever, their great-grandparents. Anyway, a lot of farms have been passed down, and those farms, uh, the value of those farms, appraisers do appraisals on them, and, and uh, they affect the values of estates. They, they affect their net worth. When you do a financial statement, there's a, they're a big, uh, big deal. Big <clears throat> anyway, we went over the benefits to the seller, benefits to the buyer, and uh, I think I went over those pretty good. I did that kind of last week, and I just uh, just didn't hurt hit on a little bit. But anyway, uh, it reduces the time to purchase property. A buyer is forced to make a decision. I mean, he either wants it or he don't. And a lot of times, land a lot of times land will only come up once in a person's lifetime. So it, that's not always the case. It can be more, but one, a lot of times, one once in a person's lifetime, you get a chance to buy a piece of property. And so you, a lot of buyers know this, and they know if, it, if it's a property that will work for them, they can handle it, they're close to it, they need to step right up to the plate and buy it. Next are benefits to the realtor. Uh, it gives you a, 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 people, a list of people that are qualified buyers that you're knowing interested. It gives uh, clients and customers new selling and purchasing options, increases revenue and market share. Uh, if you're if you're if you're uh, as opposed to just having a, a real estate company where you have to list that property and you don't have access to a you're not an auctioneer yourself or you don't have an auctioneer on staff uh, or you, or you can have to reach out and buy it and uh, not, buy, not buy an auctioneer but re- <laughs> reach out and uh, hire an auctioneer uh, then uh, you know it, it's a it's a plus. If you have an auction, that's why you see so many companies here in this Midwest and these states here uh, uh, call themselves a real estate and auction company. So it goes hand in hand. And so that's why so many people do that because uh, they run into a a client calls them, I want to sell a farm. Uh, How do you want to sell it? They want to auction. And if you can't say, well, we we offer that service, a lot of times they're going to go to somebody that can if if they if you auction that service, they'll find they'll hire you. If you don't auction that or offer that service, a lot of times they'll say, "Well, I think my farm will sell the best, better at auction, so I'm going to find somebody that'll do it that way." So, if you want to stay in business and you want to want revenue, you need to be able to sell at auction. Types of the auctions, we went over that a little bit too. Absolute auction that means an auction without reserve, a minimum bid auction uh, that means there's a minimum on that. Uh, on that uh, price of, of land, the sellers have established a minimum that I will take over a certain amount, or I won't take below a certain amount. So once that minimum bid uh, is reached, then then uh, the seller that turns into an absolute. So an absolute, you know, it's going to sell. Minimum bid uh, uh, auction it has to reach that minimum before the sellers will let it go. They have the right to change their mind. Uh, 
you know, a little bit as, as things go, or a reserve auction. Uh, so, so in this case, all my auctions, pretty well. Uh, pretty well, all my auctions, uh, we check with the seller before we say sold. So, you know, if, if, if I want to sell a property, everybody, it's their property, and so it's their, they're in control. They're still, even though I'm doing the work and uh, trying, I'm going to deliver a buyer to them at a certain price, they are in control. For some reason, they're not happy with that price. Uh, they don't have to take it. But an auctioneer has to do his homework. That 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 should be a settled a long time before you get to auction day. Somebody calls you and say, "Hey, that's the first thing out of their mouth, whether it's in the state or whatever. What's my farm worth, or what's this piece of land worth, or what's this uh, what's the uh, this commercial property worth, or this house worth, or whatever?" And then, so an auctioneer does his his research and and uh, due diligence and and uses a comparable sales and then usually gives a range you know it's not an exact science the auction business is not an exact science it's not a you know it, it, it's not it, it's kind of a moving target so as an auctioneer when somebody calls me up i usually give them a a, a, a range and, and i think you know on, a, on a, it should bring a minimum of such and such and and, and a maximum of such and such and a, a mid-range it would be be the average between the two and it should do that so an auctioneer has to has to know his value and he has to communicate that to the seller now communication is a big big thing and when you sell real estate at auction because a lot of times you'll get into situations where there's several owners and 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 that's a bit typically an estate situation where a uh, uh, the uh, maybe there's four. I've had six, seven, eight, ten. I just got one done here lately where there's several. I maybe fifteen or twenty uh, uh, where an attorney's involved and there's that many errors. And he has to split the pie that many times. But usually there's an executor in the state or whatever, so you don't have to. You, you don't collectively get input from every heir. But they uh, there's the executor. That's what the executor's for. You, you have a meetings with him or her. Or, an, or the attorney, or whoever, a banker, whoever it might be, and then uh, you kind of discuss what you think that farm might bring, and whether or not it's a good candidate for an auction. Now, there's not there's there's instances where a property's not a good candidate for an auction, and one instance might be if there's a stigma attached to it, if for some reason, uh, you know, I, different properties can have a have a stigma. I've had properties where I've sold that have had had uh, uh, I don't know if they had crimes committed in them or whatever. I have, and it, it's been, and it's kind of a sticky situation. But you, in this real estate business, you need to disclose, disclose, disclose. So it's meaning you don't keep anything like that from buyers. So, but a situation like that may have a stigma. Uh, maybe that bothers some people, some buyers. Maybe it doesn't. But but you just need to know you know uh, if there's anything you, uh, that might affect that value. You need to relay that and then be in communication with the people that are calling the shots, the the, uh, the uh, executors, of the estate, the owners, and then be on the same page. Once you've done all that, then then and you've decided that uh, uh, you know an auction is a good method, then you go for it. We talked about last time too the two out of three rule. If, if, if you kind of there's a kind of a litmus test on property whether or not it will sell at auction or not and and basically there's different just like I said if there's a stigma or things like that or is it a property that's in high demand uh, you know, is on the owners uh, responsible and whatever then 
And if it meets the two out of those three criteria, it's usually a good candidate. But uh, anyway, I hope you've enjoyed. Uh, don't know exactly. I think n- next week, I think we're going to talk about machinery auctions and things like that. We kind of might kind of hit on uh, antique auctions and gun auctions a little more that we uh, haven't talked about for a while. So, uh, but if you have any questions over the week, week that uh, regarding this real estate at auction, uh, give Jana J A I N A at edspencer.com. Email her with any questions. Call in. Have your number ready. Eight six six. Four seven two five seven nine zero. Love to visit with you. Talk about it. Debate here uh, from another auctioneer and his methods and his experiences. We love to. We welcome the input. So anyway, that's uh, our, the end of our show here for this evening. It's been a pleasure to meet with you. I want to thank Jana for doing my research. Uh, Luke uh, was predisposed here this evening. Couldn't be with us, but uh, he'll be here next week with us. So anyway, thank you very very much. Have a good safe week. Uh, remember, the auction is the way to go. And uh, and uh, Ed Spencer Real Estate and Auction Company. I'm Ed Spencer, your host. And so we be sure and tune in next week. And we thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Thank you again for tuning in to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. Please join us again next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Ed and Luke Spencer hope to speak with you then. 